It's the podcast at moresportsnow.com. We cover both sides of the Hudson. Steve Kitchener here with Matt Lachlan, Johnny Mack on the line. And it's a football show for sure. We'll talk Jets and Giants. But let's start with the Rutgers roadkill out in uh, Columbus. And um, just let me say a few words here, guys, and you can uh, you can jump in. But, you know, in the end of the day, Rutgers is one and one. We knew they were going to be one and one. We can get into the disappointment of not even being competitive. I mean, that, that's really where we're at. I mean, it was a disgraceful it, performance. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it, they they weren't even competitive. But again, I just want to look. There, I was very reactionary after the game. But you know, you get a couple of days to calm down. Look, we knew they were going to be one and one. They are one and one. And Ash is going to be judged on Kansas and Buffalo and Indiana and Illinois and Maryland more so than this debacle. That's the reality No of it. question. If he wins those games. But it was 52 that's, to 3. That was the reality nothing at Also, time. there was something also, too, which is a moot point right now. Everybody was going nuts about that play where they had where, where Sikowski got hurt and they thought maybe he was gone for the season. There was a possibility there. It's a moot point now. He is okay. It was a dumb call, but, you know, in the reality of it is, is it wasn't as bad, so so in that case, you know, Ash gets a bit of a reprieve. But yeah, I, Matt, I, I agree with you. It was a disgraceful performance. They were absolutely awful, and they have been absolutely dominated by Ohio State. And that's where the disappointment is. No question about it. Is my God? I mean, I mean, Oregon State scored thirty-one points, and we put three up. Yeah, it's. I, 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 I know. I, 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 Rutgers I, put the, three. The disappointment, up. and I said disgraceful. And you know, you shouldn't. I shouldn't use that term for college athletes. They're young kids. I guess what the disappointment was, we all talked about it in an RU review, and maybe it was the best case scenario, Mm -hmm. but what you wanted to see from Rutgers, and I'm sure Chris Ash wanted to see this from Rutgers, is that the gap had narrowed a little bit. The honest truth is, we all said it, Rutgers wasn't going to win that Mm -hmm. game. Ohio State is shooting for a national championship. Rutgers is shooting for respectability and maybe to get into a bowl Mm -hmm. if they can get to that six-win mark. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It was always going to be after this game. They were going to lose this game. So it was always going to be about the next part of their schedule until they, again, sink their teeth into the heavy hitters late in the schedule. So absolutely, Ashes message to his team and his team's resolve will be shown on Saturday. The message has to be, we need to bounce back. Now, of course, Kansas goes out and wins last week. Yeah, right. Road, mm-hmm. I think it was. So, right. Uh, it's, it's a big game. Suddenly, it really is. Yeah, that's not yeah. going to be as easy as yeah. it appears. And thankfully, Sidkowski is okay, or at least he mm-hmm. appears that he's not as banked up as everyone thought. Should be okay for Saturday. But 52 to 3, 35 nothing at halftime, not in the game. Yeah. Just shows that mm-hmm. the gap is gigantic. And I'd also like to make the point that this is the fourth the ranked team in the country, they are very good. They look loaded, and I think they're going to blow out a lot of teams. So here we go nuts now. And then when they play Maryland, they beat Maryland 56 to 10. You know what you my know mother what I mean? used to say? Yeah. I don't care what anybody else does. I care what you do. Okay. So like if I got caught with my friends okay. maybe doing Fair something point. that that deserved us to be chastised, I'd say, but everybody else was doing it. And she'd right. say, I don't care what everybody else does. I care what you do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can say, oh, Maryland got killed too. No, it, that, that Johnny, what do you think, buddy? You've been hanging on the phone there. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting to get in a little bit. What, <laughs> I, what, what strikes me is total offense, 579 yards to 134. The combination of Dwayne Haskins, who's in his first year under center, and someone named Tate Martell went 30 for 33, meaning only three passes hit the ground. 
Yeah. And it was it was completely outclassed. And I know, Steve, I, it's it's hard um, as an alumnus to watch. I can remember watching my Friar teams take it year in and year out getting whacked. But let's face it, this team is in the Big Ten for the New York City television market. And for that reason alone, and they're, they're completely outclassed in these games. And, and unless they're going to beat Indiana and Minnesota and teams like that, you know, I, I really don't see, you know, at this point, a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think they'll ever be competitive with these mm-hmm. big schools. I really don't. Well, that that's going to be the big challenge, and, and particularly in the Big Ten East. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, the big boys, and Penn State right there as well. I shouldn't forget them. They so have it, no chance. Well, they, they really don't. But what they do need is respectability, right? You need to be able to right. go to those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is they were going into Ohio State. It wasn't a game at Rutgers. There were a lot of things that worked against Rutgers. I think that just the shock was many people thought, myself included, that they could show better than they did. They weren't going to win. Nobody, I, I don't know who expected a victory. Mm-hmm. Find that person for me. They're probably in some mental asylum somewhere. But um, find that person for me and 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 we'll celebrate uh, his going against the grain or her going against the grain. But just the way they lost, you know? Well, yeah, they should it, be it, playing in the American Athletic look, Conference with Connecticut. But I like the fact Florida, I've said Temple. this. I've said this a number of times. I hear that all the time, and I and I know the future is going to be tough, and and going up against these storied Big Ten uh, schools is going to be difficult. But I don't care. I like the fact that they're in the Big Ten. I find it to be exciting, and I, I want to see them build. And yes, that was what was disappointing. And we were talking about it, but we were talking about it. Can they hang in some way with Ohio State? The bottom line is no. Right now, no, they can't. Yeah. They didn't. That's the reality. But here's the reality, and I'll sum it up this way. They're one and one. We knew they were one and one. What, what was my prediction? 38 to 10? That would have been nice. It didn't happen. It was 52 to 3. I mean, yes, it was disappointing. I'm disappointed. I, I wanted them to show up more so. But look, it, it didn't happen. But in the end of the day, they're one and one. Ash will be judged on these next six games. And yeah. then, we'll, then we'll see. Because you know what? He's got to win a majority of those games. And you know what? Five wins. Five wins is an improvement. It's not a bowl. Absolutely. But it's an improvement. No, I, I, right. I, I'm giving him six. I'm rolling with six. And maybe that's hopeful thinking. But uh, but they have winnable games ahead of them, and we got to see what happens there. This one's done; it's yep. it's over, you know. So, Steve, let me ask you this: yeah. as an alumnus, and I asked my sister this question, who's a Boston College alum, for years, Boston College was a top twenty-five, even a top fifteen team playing in the Big East, and where they went, uh, then they went to the ACC, and they haven't sniffed it in mm-hmm. football and or basketball. They went into a conference where they're completely outclassed now is it one thing to maybe go 500 and go to a crummy ball game like they go to every year as an alumnus is that something that that gets her revved up and i'll ask the same question as far as rutgers do you want to go in each year and maybe beat minnesota at home and indiana and hang your hat on that that you're in the uh, in the big 10 conference where you'll never have any chance to win the conference or finish in the top uh, top rung, or would you rather be in, say, like the American Athletic Conference, where you could win the whole thing each and every year, or at least be competitive? 
What's the mindset there? I think it's exciting going in being in the Big Ten, as I just mentioned, and going up against these storied uh, uh, schools and in, in, in a conference that's been around for a, a, long, a long time. I mean, I, I'm excited about it, and I think that they can compete at some point, and maybe that's wishful thinking, and maybe that you know it's hope on my part, but I think that they can eventually get to a point. They've just got to build it back up. They went through a very rough t- uh, run. You know, the Dooley Herman thing and, and flood and the whole bit. It's been a really rough run for Rutgers, man. They, they, and they took a big dive and they're trying to get out of that. But I, you know, and it's a tough spot because at, at that time they're going into the Big Ten. It was just the worst time to go in, you know, but it's, it's where we are now or where Rutgers is now. I say we a lot and again, but it's, it's where Rutgers is now. And I, I like the fact that they're in the Big Ten. I think it's exciting. I, you know, I go out to Michigan every other year because I got family out there and I love going to the big house and even though Rutgers has been challenged I I have a lot of I'm having a lot of fun with it I love the fact love the fact that Michigan's coming to our house this year I love the fact that Penn State's and both those games are great it's great energy they're night games I think it's exciting and I like what's going on that's not going to happen in the ACC it's just not you know playing Cincinnati and such you know it's just not going to happen Connecticut so I like where they are, and if they're and if they're going to be a doormat for a little while, okay. But I think they can get up into the middle of the pack. I really believe that. Will they be an elite team? I don't think so. Can they get to the middle of the pack? I think so. And with that, let's move on to professional football. Now you can talk to us, John, about the Giants, because I'll tell you, I got to tell you right now, I was about to text you. Uh, when Barkley was struggling and looking very pedestrian with a, what, whatever he had, 12 carries for 18 yards or something, I was going to ask you what's going on with our generational running back pick here. And then he popped that 68-yard run, which was exciting, and he actually ended up having a, a, a you know pretty impressive debut. So w- what do you think about your Giants? Who you know Jacksonville's a very good team. That's a good defense, but I think they could have won that game at home. Oh, absolutely. I think they could have won that game, which to me is the headline. I mean, who thought that this Jacksonville team was was a possession a few yards away from from playing in the Super Bowl last year? They went up to New England and had a big lead. New England came all the way back uh, to uh, to win that game. But going in, I mean, listen, the Giants were three and 13 last year. I mean, a lot of people uh, are are talking about this offense like it's going to be generational and they're going to all of a sudden they're going to go 10 and six, 11 and five and, you know, win the division. Um, believe it or not, the crazy thing was the, the offense was the more pedestrian of the two units on Sunday. The Giants defense played very well under first year defensive coordinator, James Betcher. They were helped out with the fact that uh, Leonard Fournette went down with a hamstring injury in the first half, but um, they only allowed 121 yards in the second half, which was terrific. The only points they gave up, the Giants in the second half, came on a pick six in which the human turnstile, Eric Flowers, uh, allowed his man in unabated to the quarterback. The ball's tipped, picked off by Miles Jack and running for a touchdown. But I tell you, the Giants hung in there. I I saw some positives. I saw some things that they can build on. The one big negative, though, is the offensive line which uh, uh, Dave Gettleman came in here talking about his hog mollies and wanting to get uh, win, win the point of attack. And that offensive line looked a lot like Jerry Reese's offensive line. Nate Solder came in with a lot of money in the offseason. He was certainly not Patriot-esque. The new kid uh, on the offensive line they took in the draft, 
Hernandez was not great. And of course, Eric Flowers is an embarrassment. So they have some work to do. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. He can't bust any big runs if he doesn't have any holes to get through. So um, I see some things to build on. It'll be a big game on Sunday night in Dallas because the Cowboys were awful on Sunday. So it's going to be a, a good matchup of two 0-1 teams. We'll see what happens. Yeah, the, the thing that concerned me about the Giants is the thing we saw last year. You touched upon it, a bad offensive line. Um, Eli under pressure all the time. Drives that stall and lead to field goals only. There were, I listen, they were an underdog at home anyway, so what the heck. Uh, the fact that they lost by five is not a killer. But some of the same old, same old cropped up. But it is yeah. week one, and there's an opportunity for improvement. But Eli's got to get protected. Without without some protection, he's going to look the way he did uh, last year to a degree and this year uh, at the start. The deer in the headlight, oh, my God, I'm going to get crushed. And, you know, just making bad decisions. He also made some bad throws, too. Yes. You know, I know um, Brian Baldinger made a big deal about uh, Manning's throw to uh, Beckham, uh, who had a step in the end zone. But he had him. Oh, he had him. But there was a guy in his fa- in in uh, Manning's face too. So he kind of bailed uh, as somebody got through and nailed him after uh, he released the ball. That being said, if they don't get protection, it's it, that that's got to be the improvement. That that offensive line, if it doesn't come to play, it's it's not going to be a good year. Absolutely. And to their credit, I mean Jacksonville has one of the top five defenses in the league. They're 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 an elite defense. Um, not to make any excuses, Calais Campbell is a handful, yep. and that was mm-hmm. a complete mismatch with Eric. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to call him train wreck flowers. <laughs> He's awful. He yeah. is just flat out awful. He started on the left side of the line. They've now moved him to the right side of the line. I don't know what's next. I mean, he can move him off the field, perhaps, will be the next one. Oh, but- he's on a very short leash. That that may be next. That may be what they have to do. Well, let, sure. let me ask you this, John. So, yeah, yeah the, so the offensive line has its troubles. But let's get back to Barkley. He couldn't do anything between the tackles. Was that because they just can't open any holes? Is, is it because the Jags were so good? Because when he got on the outside, he's a guy who can get out on the edge, and he's gone. I mean, you, we know that about him. But he's also been thought of as a guy who's got some happy feet in the backfield. Is he a north and south runner, or is he just a guy who can get out on the edge? I have to tell you, I didn't watch much of him at Penn State, but what I did see on those highlight reels is a guy that can run inside, can run outside, and then can also run over people. Um, so they just, he just, they just weren't getting him the holes then because he was doing nothing in between the tackles, nothing. He could, as I had written about, he had 68 yards on the one carry. He had 38 on the 17 other carries for mm-hmm. like a 2.1-yard <laughs> 2. average or something or other. So, yeah, I mean, you're only as good. We talked about this, fellas. Eli's got all these weapons, right? Odell's back. Sterling Shepard is back. They got Engram in the middle. How are people going to contain him? And now you throw Saquon in there. Well, those guys are all moot if Eli is A, sitting on his wallet, or B, running for cover, or C, the offensive line doesn't open any holes. So that, that was the big question. Do the Giants take the quarterback? Or do they take the running back who, who might not be able to do something if the line is not good? And right now, they're, they're still not good. They're a work in progress. Yeah, but uh, Eli did have some time here and there. And as Matt alluded to, there was a couple of balls. He did not, he had a couple of balls he did not throw well. I mean, what was your feeling of his overall performance? 
I thought he was skittish. I really did. I thought that he's, he's, he's never getting been knocked on his ass all the time. Mm-hmm. What's that? He's getting knocked on his ass all the time. He was, but when he did have time, he was inaccurate. I mean, he couldn't hit a guy in stride. They're reaching back for the ball. They're reaching up over their head. Um, I, listen, he's not going to hit everything uh, right on the money, but I thought there were some throws that he left on the board that really could have uh, could have moved the sticks. But you're right. I mean, you start you start seeing people in front of you when they're getting close, and he's a he's a statue to begin with. He's never yeah. been someone yeah. uh, that that's going to get out of the pocket and do anything. So at the first sign of trouble, he's just going to let it go. You know, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of dodge. But well, they made their bed with Eli. Better. Mm-hmm. They've made it their bed this year with Eli and probably next year, too. So they better figure it out. Is it fair yeah. for Giants fans to groan a bit about that situation? I mean, you got a guy clearly his best days are behind him. I mean, we, we've said that two seasons ago, I believe we were saying that. So, I uh, you know, and you've got him. Yeah, as Matt said, for, the ne- you know, the next two years. Um, is it? Uh, I don't know. Um, is, this, you got to be patient, right? The minute they picked Saquon Barkley, Dave Gettleman pushed all his chips into the middle of the table, yep. and it was all on Eli Manning's shoulders at that point. Mm-hmm. They believe, as he said, I got to look at the tape. I want to look at the tape before I do anything. He saw enough on the tape to think, I'm going to put a lot of goodies around this guy because I think he can still do it. The, the thing that I don't think he really took into account, and he stressed he stressed it from day one, this is a big man's game on both of the lines of scrimmage. You have to win. I don't think he did enough for this offensive line. Patrick Omame, who is he? He's been on three teams in three years. Nate Solder looked great in New England. He did not look great on Sunday. Uh, Will Hernandez is a young kid, um, and Eric Flowers is who he is. So this offensive line could be the albatross that really – uh, throws a monkey wrench into all those best laid plans. Yeah, no well, question. That other team in New York, the Jets, went to Detroit, and they looked fantastic. I mean, early it was a little shaky with the pick six for Darnold, and, and it's this whole here we go again. And then that defense played fantastic, and and then Darnold settled down and played a really solid uh, opening game. Pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I, thought, uh, I thought it was – perfect for the Jets. Now, the Lions were terrible. Mm-hmm. We'll know more this week when the Jets take on Miami at home. But you really couldn't have scripted it any better. He throws that pick six, but he goes to the sideline with an air that, hey, this is not going to happen again. As he said after the game, I'm thinking, what could be worse? I throw it again, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they they seem to love him. You know, we we had Bob Wischusen on couple of weeks ago and he talked about just his you know the way he carries himself mm-hmm. and you know i think uh ian eagle Ian-Eagle touched upon yeah. it last yeah. week how he carries himself and the team likes him he's mm-hmm. to shoot the the limelight in new york it's all about the work and you know i i kind of liked it too yesterday after the game uh i think it was steve serbia the post asked his dad something asked darnold's dad something about what he thought after the pick six and and basically said, I'm just happy the way it turned out. Our son can speak for himself. So like he comes from a family that's not really looking for the limelight, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he just wants to he just wants to win. I, Seems like he has the right temperament, <laughs> got off his butt. Yeah, he got off his butt, got, got back in there and, and, and look. And clearly he's the big story because he was their number one pick. But honestly, to me, the real story was the defense. Yeah. Now, who knows what's going to happen from here on in? Yeah, but. You know, Jamal Adams is a beast. The key to me was um, 
uh, Darren Lee. I mean, he's if he can play to that level, they got what they thought they drafted. Mm-hmm. It's just been you nailed it, Matt. He yeah. he was unbelievable. Now he said they knew the signals. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we knew the Detroit signals. We knew what they were going to run. So. You know, if somehow they had that edge because Stafford was giving things away, then again, yeah. let's see what happens yeah. next week. But if they can play that way on defense, mm-hmm. oof. And you just, nailed it, Matt. I mean, after the first throw goes for a pick six, you're thinking, oh, same old Jets, right? That's the slogan, same old Jets. But they came right back, and and they played so well that – even after the youngest quarterback to ever start the season uh, on Monday night and the fact that he throws two touchdowns, he's not even really the story today, as you mentioned. Their defense was dominant. Five interceptions. Matt Stafford looked like Jeez. what everyone thought maybe Sam Donald was going to look like. They What's his story, man? Seven yards rushing. Yeah, and how about the receiving core? Welcome back, Quincy and Nunwa. He was terrific. Yep. Mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor was really good. And, oh, by the way, they score in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and a big 78-yard punt return for a touchdown. They could do nothing wrong. I mean, the Jets took over that stadium. It was unbelievable. And Matt Patricia, just a nightmare start for him, huh? I mean, it's at home, and they get just blown out. I mean, the team didn't look ready to play. I mean, but you can't figure out the Lions. I mean, one week they look like the Patriots. The next week they look like the Browns. I mean, right? I mean, you never can figure them out. Yeah. Are they a playoff team? Not a playoff team? It's And Matthew Stafford, I mean, explain that. I mean, come on. I, I, I'll tell you what, I know image is everything. And when you're on the sideline as an assistant coach, that hat on backwards and the pencil behind your ear kind of looks cool. As a head coach, it looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. It looks terrible. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's going to change next week. I'm not saying he can because or should because then it's going against who you are. But that is not a, yeah. a good look. Now, yeah. had they won 48-17, then everyone would – be right. saying he is the elixir there and same old jets and, you know, put mm-hmm. two pencils behind you. Yeah. Here. But boy, oh boy, that was bad. Matt, they just, they just looked so unprepared. I mean, it was yeah. a tale of two different teams. They looked like they just met in the parking lot before the game and said, <laughs> Hey, let's get out there and all get right. it going. They well, were just awful well, like, in all phases of the game. And yeah, Matthew well, Stafford with that big contract, really? Yeah. It was all, he was awful. He was, so, you know, Patricia better get into that building and light it up. But man, the Lions have stunk in general yeah, for a long, yeah. But but they te- But my point is, they tease you. They look yeah. like well, a they fantastic were, what, team last yeah, year. So but, no. And by the way, the Ford family, yeah. bad owners. I'm mm. telling you, they're bad yeah. owners. Yeah. They're bad owners. Yeah. But don't take yeah, it away from Matt Millen. I mean, I know that's ancient history now. They brought in Matt Millen to be their GM. They should yeah, have they me left in. them there forever. Oh, yeah. horrible! They had, this, this is a franchise that recently has, and it's not that reason. Barry Sanders, one of the all-time greats, couldn't do anything with him, and Calvin Johnson, one of the greats, couldn't do anything with him. Yeah, they yeah. don't know what they're doing yeah. in Detroit. And now Stafford can't figure that one out. I mean, he's got all the tools, but Jesus, I mean, it just looked uh, just looked horrible uh, Monday night. So, um, but let's not take it away from the Jets. You know, the Jets defense played a fantastic, had a fantastic game plan. And, uh, and then Sam Darnold, man, I mean, just a great, 
great opening uh, win uh, for the Jets. Oh, absolutely. No no question about it. Jets fans have to feel awfully good about uh, their future with Darnold as the quarterback. And this year might be a little brighter than people thought. But it's week one. That's All it. right. You know, the Giants got Dallas, got the Cowboys. So, By the way, uh, I hope New Orleans goes 0-16. I picked them in my survivor pool. Okay. How, how do they lose? I mean, come on. To Tampa Bay, a Tampa Bay team that probably— 48 points. They was, and that defense is supposed to be revamped. In, supposed- Tampa Bay in the preseason didn't look like they could beat Westfield right. High School. Yeah. And they yeah. put a 48 spot on them. I hope they go 0-16. And a quick— sh- Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And how about a quick shout-out? Go ahead. Good grief. I said Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, he looked yeah, like he's the looked like, of youth. Yeah, man. It really, really uh, had an incredible, in 16. incredible game. Sean Payton, take yeah. take your playbook and get out of there. And how about oh, yeah. 16? Quick shout out to the Raiders and, and John Gruden, uh, his debut in, in Oakland. And they looked great for a half. And then they just, the wheels fell off in the second half. And, you know, Derek Carr, I mean, He's got to take care. He did too many turnovers, man. Since he came back from his injury, I mean, he's, all the tools are there, and we know what he can do. But I mean, it, it just was a horrible second half for him. And and uh, and the Rams are a good team, though, man. They're, that's that's a very good team. And uh, just too much for the Raiders. Khalil Mack like, looked pretty good in Chicago. He sure did, didn't he? In, I was in a loss. To ask Steve, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a tough one to see. It's it, it's a tough one to see Khalil Mack move on. But how about Aaron Rodgers coming off uh, off of that uh, knee injury and uh, leading the Packers back? So he was as good as Mack looked. That was still a loss. So. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he really is. He, certain guys have that it, and and I mean, he just has it. I mean, it's unbelievable. Without a doubt, you know, before all of this. First ballot Hall of Famer on the mm-hmm. skateboard. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy just – the game turned around. Deshaun Kaiser was in there for a couple of possessions, and the Packers looked like the worst team in yeah, football. Yeah, it's amazing. And then you throw this guy back out there on a Ta- hobbled leg, right. and it's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, that's how important that position is, huh? Uh, so, All right, so what what, what are you seeing with uh, – again, just give us a quick thing on the Giants and, and, and Cowboys. Uh, John, what are you hoping for? Uh, obviously well, again, a win, but I, I, the Cowboys looked really bad on, yeah. on Sunday. So, you know, hopefully the giants can, can uh, get that offensive line solidified a little bit better. I don't know uh, offhand what Dallas's pass rush looks like. I, I'm not quite sure, but they've got to get more production out of their offense. I mean, that was what let them down on Sunday. If their defense can, can hang in there, you know, Des. Des um, hasn't been so great uh, under center uh, for for Dallas and Ezekiel. He didn't rush all that great. It'll be interesting. I, I think they can go out there and get a win. I really do. Yeah, two. Hey, look at that. The two Big Ten running backs, Elliott and uh, and Barkley, can talk yeah. that one up. Penn State and Ohio State. So yeah. Um, so and then the Jets uh, uh, with Dolphins. Now we'll see what the, if this magic can continue and just see what you know game uh, you know second week of the season and we'll see if uh, what they can do uh, uh, with the Dolphins coming to town. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they did on Monday night in Detroit. Uh, it's the game at hand. That's the way they've got to look at it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of positives that came out of the game, obviously, but uh, Ryan Tannehill looked pretty good. Uh, for Miami, he'll he'll give mm-hmm. the you know he'll give the the Jets defense mm-hmm. something to think about, but it's home. The place will be jumping, and it will be very interesting to watch. I I, I think it. 
I, I don't know that the Jets will win, but I do think that uh, they'll come to play. Uh, and uh, it'll be fun mm-hmm. at the Meadowlands. That's over the Meadowlands at, uh, at MetLife. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Who are the underdog, by the way, at this point? Interesting. In odds. Mm-hmm. So a home okay. team dog. Uh, that kind of shows you that. Vegas thinks there's still a lot of work to be done on the Jets side. But a good start. Yes, no doubt. And that'll do it for this week's podcast. We'll be back later in the week with the RU Review. We'll cover uh, Rutgers football. And that's at moresportsnow.com. Check out our site. Follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And we're on Instagram as well. And we will all catch you next week for the podcast at moresportsnow.com. Bye-bye.